sorry it's been a long long time since I've done this and I apologize to everybody but like everything else in the world everything's been going haywire including my own life and I'm sure your life and your world and it's time that we get back on track so with that I'm going to get started. I'm not even going to give a prelude. I'm not going to give a title. I'm not going to give anything. I'm just going to start talking. And basically, I'm going to start out first with giving thanks to Jesus because without him, there really isn't a lot of life to give thanks for. Because whether people want to admit it or not, He's a lot of the reason we have still the breath in our lungs and the life worth living. And that's just my thoughts. And like I said a thousand million times before, everybody's accountable for themselves. You can believe what you want to believe. And you can think what you want to think. And I'm not telling you what to think or what to believe. So I'm just saying that's what I'm believing right now. And that's what I'm counting on. And that's what I'm feeling. And that's what I'm saying. And that's why this is just saying with me. But right now I'm going to get serious. And this is going to be mostly for my ladies. But it does apply to men too. So I'm not going to say it's just a lady thing. But it is something that does apply to ladies and women. And I feel it's very, very, very important. Because in these times that are going on now, and with life going the way it is in the world, I have a feeling that this is going to become more of an issue and more of a problem that's going to happen in the world today. And unfortunately, because of the way the world is going and the things that are happening in the world today, it's going to become more of a silent thing and more of a thing that's going to become unapproachable, unnoticed, and it is going to become more acceptable. And it's something I think does not need to be accepted does not need to be overlooked and does not need to be agreed upon as normal agreed upon as it's okay and agreed upon as it is a woman's fault with that being said I am going to basically just head right on into my subject my topic my whatever you want to call it And no, I am not a bitter woman that is venting. I am not a woman that has been put on the spot. I am not what some men would call a typical woman. That's the problem. You see, a lot of men want to say that women are just, and I don't cuss, so I'm going to say the B word, and I'm going to say witchy. But we aren't. There's a lot of things, men and women both, yes, are stereotyped. And unfortunately, that is something that happens too often and should never have happened, but it has been done. But I believe women get a lot of the bad, raw deal. If a woman cries, she's too emotional. If a woman cries, men think she's using that to get at his heart and to get what she wants. If a woman tries to speak up for herself, she's being a B. If a woman tries to defend herself, then she's being controlling. She's trying to control his life. If a woman tries to defend herself, then she's causing an argument. If a woman tries to stand up for herself, then she doesn't understand or she is not worth the fight she's not worth the moment she's not worth the effort that he supposedly has put everything into because he is the main person he's the main breadwinner breadwinner whether she works or not whether she contributes or not her voice doesn't matter And I'm not saying that all men do this. There are some dang good men out there. And unfortunately, those are the ones that probably get overlooked. Maybe because they are heavy set. Maybe because they are not what is considered model type looking. Or 
that gorgeous look that every woman thinks she has to have. And maybe that's the problem with women. I don't know. But men, unfortunately, do not accept and appreciate when they do get that good woman. When they do get the woman that tries to follow the lead of what the Bible says. That she tries to be the helpmate. She tries to love him. She gives him as much romance as he does her. Or she tries to be that helpmate. Or she tries to go out of her way to accept everything that he tries to expect of her and then some. But she can never win the argument because he's got his own conflicts and he wants to take them out on her. And I, I just got through helping a friend, a new friend, a friend that I found out had been misrepresented, a friend that had been abused many times in many relationships. And when she confided to a new person in her life, he used that to his advantage because he was one of those men that women, let me put it this way, women sometimes have a habit of finding the same type of men over and over. And she did this just that. She told this guy about her past relationship and about how she had been abused mentally maybe physically but how he had taken her and made her come to points in her life that she thought maybe suicide or death or had just beat her down to where she felt worthless like she was nothing and then when she had started at that point to maybe think something good of herself just at that kind of in between spot he found her so she was starting to trust men, and somehow he, he found his way in her life again. Maybe they had talked a while back or something, and somehow he found his way in her life, and he did what, is, what I found now has, is a new term called love bombing. He love bombed her. He made himself out to be that Prince Charming that would listen to her stories and would tell her how badly she was treated and how he agreed that she was so wrongly done and he made her feel like he could understand her hurt and that it was wrong the way she'd been treated and he would never be that kind of man that he was not that kind of man that he was a good man he'd been raised better he would never do that to a woman that he would treat her like a queen if he had her and he respected women he loved women he would cherish her. He was the kind of man that would do right by her if he'd have had the chance. And that that man, oh my gosh, he should be so punished for how he had done that it was so wrong of him. And she was so valuable and she was so precious. And he apologized for that man's wrongdoing and oh, just give him the chance. Let him show her what love was about. Let him show her that love was true, that there was such a thing as a real man, a man that knew how to love, a man that could romance, a man that could treat you right, a man that could be what God intended a man to be. When the Bible says, love your woman, love your wife as Jesus loves you, which means unconditionally, which means you put her first above all else. It means that you would never let anything harm her. You would protect her that you would not go and do anything that would deliberately cause her harm. Now, I'm not saying that sometimes you may accidentally cause her harm, that you might say a thing that might accidentally hurt her, not meaning to, or that there might not be fights or arguments, but that you would work them out, you'd communicate and fix it. And the same goes for women. Because the Bible does say that a woman treats her the same way, or treats a man the same way, that he's supposed, she's supposed to love him the same. But anyway, back to the story. So the man gets this woman, and he convinces her that he's that guy. He's that guy that can do right. So he gets her. He love bombs her. 
And at first, he's he's all good. He does right. He does treat her good. He gets her convinced that he's all that and a bag of chips, as they say. And he does good by her. And once he knows that he's got her all the way in, may or maybe he marries her and stuff. And she kind of, at first she notices a few things, like, you know, maybe when she has to buy her own wedding ring and his wedding ring, she she overlooks that, you know, and it's okay. They're helpmates. She's a helpmate. She, she's, she's a Christian woman or she's a woman that says it's okay. We can get through this together. It's, it's, a, it's a two-way thing. You know, we'll help each other. That's what marriage is about. That's what love's about. We're good. Okay. Um, he's got a job, so, you know, that's fine. Well, I'm working. It's, we're good. We're good. Um, okay, well, wait a minute. Um, he said he'd take care of me. That's fine. He said he'll take care of my spills. Because at first, you know, when he's courting her, he says, I love you so much you'll never have to work because I don't expect you to because I love you. But if you want to help out, that's great. Well, she's wanting to be the good wife, so she says, I'll help out. Because I feel, you know, I want to be a helpmate. I want to be a partner in this. We're 50-50, or we're 70-30, or we're 80-20. We'll work this out together. However, we're going to make this work. So she's willing to give everything that she's got to make it work. But then the first set of little red flags comes that she kind of overlooks. Um... Wait a minute. Um, the the bills. What you, you can't pay the bill? You make you make three, four, five hundred a week, and 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 you can't pay the bill. But 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 dear, where where's your money? Uh, I don't see any of the money. Um, you know. Okay, we have separate accounts, but 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 um, you need help paying the bill. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll help. No big deal. That's fine. Okay. You know, maybe something come up, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe something happened. That's fine. Okay, sure, I'll help pay it. Or here, I'll pay. Yeah, it's okay. Second month rolls around. Um, let's go shopping. Sure, yeah, we gotta go get some groceries. Yeah, here. Yeah, oh, oh, um, what? You, um, yeah, sure. Um, I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll grab it. Yeah, no problem. Okay, um... Now something's happened. Wait a minute. She got sick. She lost her job. And stuff. So she's not working and things. So now she has to go on unemployment or something. So they're waiting for the check to come in. And he's paying the bills. But what, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um... Honey, the bills, you're still getting $400 a week. And let's say you got this taken out for this because it's a debt, maybe child support or something and and stuff. And and you've got this coming out for insurance and this for, you know, maybe your car insurance and, and this coming out for something. But, honey, after all this, um, you, you, you can't you can't pay the bill. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um the water's getting shut off um what oh uh okay yeah sure we'll go borrow it i guess you're gonna have to borrow it from your your mom your mom okay okay yeah that's fine yeah okay uh-huh okay yeah my unemployment you you need it too because you didn't pay you can't pay what okay yeah sure sure i'll help i'll help and then the cycle begins. All his money is always mysteriously gone and stuff, but your money is going to pay the bills. And you're, all of a sudden, the things you need, like your stuff, your medicine is getting put to the side because you don't have any money left because you're paying for the things he needs. But yet... He always has money when it comes to buying him a coat or a toy he wants or alcohol. So you get curious one day and you grab his bank statement and you add it up and he's spending over $100 a month on alcohol. Hmm. And then you notice one day as you're going through his stuff 
you find he's got a separate bank account on a net spend card that he's hiding money on. So that's why his bank account's not adding up to where it's supposed to. And all this time, she's struggling to catch up what he's lacking in. And this is that same love bomb man that promised her he was not like the other guy. And then comes the real, as Skillet says, monster. He's telling, he's trying to talk to her and tell her things about himself that he wants her to learn. And she's looking at, let's say she's um, maybe got a book she was reading and he comes in and he makes a conversation and she happens to maybe glance at the page and he's talking and all of a sudden he gets mad because when he's talking, you have to give him your 100% divided attention or else you're not paying attention enough and you're at fault because you're not smart enough as a woman to be able to do two things at once. You have to give him 100% undivided attention or you're in trouble. When he says jump, you jump. When it comes to bedtime routine, he expects you to satisfy him. But if you ask for a little bit of extra attention, he always is too tired, his stomach hurts, or you didn't make the first move. But when you try to make the move, there's always an excuse why he can't do anything with you at that time. There's a reason. So you go on edge and you decide not to try to make the first move. But when she says, or, or when he gets mad at her the next time and says, I always have to make the first move. She tells him, well, I've tried to make the first move, but you always have a hundred reasons why or I get in trouble. Then he looks at her and says, you are drama. You are always trying to start an argument with me. You are always causing problems. I just don't think this is going to work. You are not, you always want to fight with me. You always want to cause problems. You don't want to help me pay the bills, even though she has bought everything, even his toys, even everything. And she has the receipts to prove it. And she knows he's lying about money. And she knows she's made the effort and he's, she's been pushed away. And he's the one starting these little petty arguments. But yet, he's beating her down. He's, he's narcissistic. He's schizophrenic. He's making her feel worthless. He's using the things that she told him were prior abuses. And he's turning them around and he's using them against her. And he's beating her down. So he's making her feel worthless again. And he's twisting everything that's going on in her life at that moment and making her feel like she's at fault when she's not. So she tries. She tries again to please him. The next night, the next two, three nights, she tries. She does everything perfect. She tries to cook his meals right. She tries to attempt to, to show attention to him. She tries to make the moves. She tries to please him. She tries to do everything she can, but yet, once again, no matter what she does, some little thing will set him off, and he will punch a bathroom wall. He will punch a wall on the stairwells. He will throw something. He will fight over a remote. He will cut her down. He will criticize her. He will do everything he can to destroy any amount of confidence she has in herself. He will destroy every bit of anything she built up from herself, from the last man that tore her down. And then make her feel like it's her fault. That she's the one that's starting the fights. She's the one that's causing the drama. She's the one because he's perfect. He never does that. All she wants to do is fight. It's not him. No, he's amazing. He's amazing. How 
dare she? How dare she? And this is just the start. And so she leaves. But then he love bombs her back. But then at this point, it becomes what is called trauma bombing. She's hooked. She feels like she, she's got guilt. She feels like she has to come back. Maybe he said, I'm going to kill myself if you leave me. Or maybe he says, I can't live without you. He plays the words, whatever words he knows it's going to take to get her back. And this may go on two, three, four times. Who knows how many? Until the final day that she finally gets the, the, the wise word from God or whatever it takes to get her to smarten up. And what's really sad is the whole time this is going on, he's playing two, three other women the same way. He's talking to them. He's telling them, oh no, I'm, I'm married, but we're having troubles. We're getting divorced. I really love you. I care about you. I want to get to know you. There's nothing going on. Or he's hiding things on his Facebook or his Snapchat or his dating sites, whatever he's got, however many he's got, because Lord knows he has other emails, phones, everything. And if she happens to catch something, he's got a million excuses because he's so trained at this. He's done it for so many years that he's got a hundred reasons, a hundred excuses, and a hundred stories that he's so well at telling that she ends up buying it. He's like a groomer. You know, the kind that groom people, that the pedophiles that groom the children to get them to believe. This is the same type of person, the same type of man that grooms that woman with the love bombing and the trauma bombing to keep her hooked until it take something like her to how she has strength, that she has a friend, that she has somebody that cares about her, somebody that will stand by her and strengthen her enough to get her to see the truth or God or somebody to help her realize and see him for the monster he is. And I am not going to play games and I am not going to sit here and say, you know, well, maybe he's just had a rough life and maybe... He's not meaning to be this way. But I'm going to say something very simple and very honest here. Everybody's accountable for themselves, man or woman. And you make that final decision. No one forces you to act a certain way or be a certain way or make a final decision on that final play. So he made a conscious decision to say that last thing he said, make that action he made, do that whatever it is he did to convince her to stay, talk her into staying, treat her the way he did, say those ugly things that he said, manipulate her the way he did. He made conscience decisions and actions to do what he did. So I'm not making excuses for him. And no matter what happened in his childhood, no matter what's happening in his life, he makes those decisions and he continues to make them. And men like that need to be exposed and need to be informed that there comes a time in life that you're going to be held accountable for that. And it goes for women too. I'm not saying it's all men. I just happen to be speaking about men at this time because I just helped a woman escape that for the final time. That she's happy now. She's with someone else. Someone who actually listened to her story and she's been happy with him before. And she's happy with him now. And she has finally seen the truth. And what is really the greatest thing of the story is that when she saw that this person was with another person, her first reaction was not anger. It was she prayed for that other person. She prayed that God would let that other person see the truth. And then reached out to that other person. When, the, when, when God opened the right doors for that person and her to speak, because she also spoke to the people, other previous people that this person had been involved with and found out there was a lot more to this person. This wasn't the first time he played this rodeo. And it's not going to be the last. 
People like that do not change. Only God can change them. I mean, yes, they can. I mean, I'm not going to say they can't change. They can change. But a lot of times, people like that, they're habitual. They're like psychopathic. And that is basically what some people like that are. They're psychopathic people. They get a rise out of that because they think that they deserve it. They think they deserve that attention. They think they deserve life to be the way they want it to be. There are men and women both, yes. But people like this this kind this type of guy, they will probably never change because he's gotten away with it for so many years with so many women over and over and over and over and his stories he tells the same story to every woman and he takes the story and he makes the last victim the witch the last victim was his abuser his mean mean person his mean bad person and sometimes he throws the last two women in he makes the the mother of his children but he but see the thing is he doesn't tell all the stories he doesn't say about the um last two or three women that he abandoned his children on or that he denied them on or that he how he caused problems he doesn't tell the truth about who he really is about the the part of him that calls himself um, a faithful man when he has never been faithful and probably in any relationship in his life and about how he has secret phones and about how he he takes and he cannot he can he'll he'll threaten you when you accuse him of something but he will never and he'll say oh you want to see my phone but I bet you a million dollars if you wanted to see his phone he's not going to show it to you he won't do it I guarantee you I guarantee you he will never ever show you his phone unless he's had time to erase what he wants to erase. I guarantee you he will never do anything for you. He will maybe in the beginning take you out for dinner or a time or two to make it look good. But after that, once he's got you hooked, he will never do anything for you again. There will be no fancy gifts. There will be no dinners. There will be no nights out unless you're paying. There will be nothing special for you. There will be no romance. There will be nothing. Everything will be you. He will get his things his way or there is nothing. Narcissistic, psychopathic, schizophrenic men like that do not change. They are in it only for themselves. They're selfish. They are the type of man that every single woman on the face of this earth needs to be warned about. And like I said, I am not just saying that it is all men, because it is not. There are women out there like that. I do admit that. I do know that. I know of men that have been hurt by women like that. I have seen it happen. But what I am saying is also that men like this, and I heard a story about a man that was just exactly like this, and that the women that he hurt, they got together and they made a Facebook page about a man like this and about how he was. And it's men like this that the Facebook pages need to be made of. And I'm encouraging women, if you know of men like this and you talk to the other women and you have the evidence and you know of this, to start doing it. Because women in these end days we have to stand together and stuff and like I said I just helped this woman and I encouraged her because she was so beat down that she had the confidence of, of just what this this new man that she's had in her life for like probably the last maybe five or well I'd say three to five months has built back into her because when he heard the story of how this man had treated her even he said that it that the guy was psychopathic and stuff and things and, and it's it's sad 